Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Pleased to say that our next guest is on the line waiting for us. Uh, one of the best servants that the Crusaders have had in the last uh, six years or so where they have managed to continue to take titles. It's just been a brilliant time after time performance, regardless actually of uh, how the odd game has gone throughout the competition. You always know at the end of the season uh, that the Crusaders will be there or thereabouts, and mostly it's there. It's there at the top. And Bryn Hall has been such a big factor in that uh, during his time there. It's uh, been a wonderful time for him, uh, of course, but it's ended. Uh, so uh, good chance to catch up with Bryn and, uh, and say good morning, mate. First of all, it's now Wednesday after Saturday night. How are you feeling? Hey, Smitty, mate. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, I must be honest, my voice probably hasn't recovered just yet, but um, probably, yeah, the first three days were pretty good, but now it's kind of just uh, detoxing and getting in a few saunas and um, getting it all out now. So, But now feeling a lot better. Well, Brent, it's not very often we start a, an interview with this, but I'm starting it with a, a text from one of our uh, listeners, Jim from Tamuka, who says, Congratulations, multi-super champion Crusader Brin. You gave it everything every time you played, and you should be mighty proud of the effort. The very best to you and all you do for the future, brother. So that's one of our listeners, uh, and it's pretty indicative, actually, of, of the way people feel about your effort, mate. So it's been a terrific time there. Oh, thanks for those words, yeah. I think, um, look, look, Smitty, I think for me, you know, coming down six years ago, you know, it was a pretty um, awesome opportunity for me to be able to to be given an opportunity to play for the Crusaders. And, you know, I held them in such such high standard growing up and um, even when my top of the Blues, seeing what they wore about. And then, you know, look, if you would have told me six years ago that would have been playing in six finals and winning six championships, um, I would have laughed at you because... Um, you do dream of, of those things, and I guess you know your goal every single year is to win championships. But um, to be able to have the success that we've had, and to be to be just a little bit of a part of that, um, we're going to be forever grateful for this club because I love everything about it. Love all the boys from top to bottom, the management, the uh, organisation. Uh, they've only done um, great things for me, so um, I'm really glad that I was able to to go on a note like that and, and winning a championship on my way out. It's a classic story, Bryn, of how one door closes, another one can open up for you. I think it's a great example to, to any sports person, really, because, you know, you, you were in there at the Blues, things went ticking over as you want, and all of a sudden you get called in and say, look, um, not for us next year, not for you next year. At that point, what were you feeling? Yeah, it's a really good question, Smitty. I think, um, look, I think for me, I look at my first probably two years at, at the Blues, and, you know, I was really fortunate to have Pity Weeper there at, at the time, and, like he was great for me around coaching and I guess more so um, learning learning the game and being able to pick his brain for the first two years and then for whatever reason for the next two years when he left um, 
felt that I wasn't kind of uh, progressing in my, my career and probably at that time was thinking that am I thinking about the game in the right way am I, am I overthinking stuff and then because um, it was probably kind of a message that was given to me around just just stop overthinking and um, just play rugby but um, for me I'm, I'm a little bit of a different player I like attention to detail and I probably crave it as, as a player and then I guess when I moved down, down south and I guess the kind of conversations that I was having and the kind of delivery and the messaging that was heading on, it was it was exactly to a tip what I needed. And so that's probably where I found that I've just been able to improve it in this environment because um, coaches, players, um, it's all attention to detail. Um, how do we get better growth mindset? Um, and probably those probably key things there um, was something that really resonated with me. It's probably seen the best footy that I've had in my whole career since I've been down at the, uh, at the Crusaders. Hasn't been without competition within the group, though. You've had a, a hell of a battle with Mitch Drummond. I mean, it's like it's like a toss of the coin. A, a heads, tails. You know, heads you're playing this week, Bryn. Tails you're playing uh, this week. Uh, Mitch, is it was it like that? I mean, is it how did that how did that sort of pan out over that period of time? Yeah, look, I think um, I'm really proud of what um, Jeremy and I were able to do the last six years because um, you are right, Smitty, we're both bloody competitive and um, we both wanted to start and we both wanted to play as many minutes as we could and um, we were able to do that in trainings. We went hammering tongs and games and try to play to the best of our ability and, and form. But um, I guess for us, and probably can speak on behalf of Jeremy as well, is that whoever started or whoever came off the bench was a bigger picture. It wasn't about our individual accolades or what we wanted. Yes, we're competitive and wanted to play, but for whatever was better for the team, um, that was probably the most important thing about it. And whoever whoever was deserving of starting and playing well, um, the other guy got right behind him and saying, hey, mate, what do you need for the next couple of days? What do you need to, to be able to play really well on the weekend? And so I guess when you've got that kind of relationship and kind of selflessness between the both of us, um, it's quite infectious for the mm. team, I think. And um, been able to have the, that kind of ding-dong battle for the last six years, but at the same time, off the field, we're really good mates. Like, even after this, I'm going for a round of golf with them. You know, so um, a lot of people can think um, a competitive position like that. You're not mates and you kind of don't say good things about each other, but I can't speak highly of him and I really aren't. I'm not the player I am without Grummy and how he's pushed me the last six years. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Look, I reckon uh, when you look back on your career uh, at all the titles that you've won, etc., I, I think probably the last fortnight of rugby best illustrates the Crusaders. I mean, to me, you started in both of those games. The defensive effort uh, two weeks ago, um, the controlled effort in a grand final situation probably, I think, highlighted the values and, and the strengths of Crusaders rugby, for me anyway. Yeah, this and I think this time of the year, well, when we're the final series, is it's a different, it's a different feeling. It's a different, uh, takes a different kind of uh, mindset to be able to win win those games. And the, the margin of error is so small, and so um, it's kind of the you're not going to get any fitter, you're not going to get any stronger. Your game plan really isn't going to change that. Much. You'll tinker it to what your opposition is, but it's more so just the uh, defence. Defence wins championships, and your intent to be able to um, to do it over and over and over again, and being able to do your job. So when you live in those three, um, those three kind of attributes, and that's what your kind of mantra is for the finals week. Good things tend to happen um, when you've got that kind of mindset. And so, um, and then probably one last thing is probably the preparation side of it, because you're not training as much and you're probably tinkering off a little bit with your load. You're allowed to have that more around the conversations with each other, whether it be with your mini unit, an individual player, or something that needs to be done in that in that map defensively or on attack. And so those kind of conversations just happen throughout the week and it happens a lot. And so you probably see, on, I look on the weekend, for example, we all just looked in tune because we're prepared for that. We're prepared for any situation. We're prepared for the wet, prepared for the dry. 
and we're prepared for every kind of situation. So um, you just get a level of confidence, Smitty, when you've um, got that deep, deep preparation and those kind of things that I talked about around effort, um, you know, defence win championships and um, you've got an intent to, to get up and do things over and over again. Um, it leads to really good things happening. So, you know, we always talk about Australian sides coming to Eden Park and the fact they just can't do it. They, it just seems that there's something there on those blades of grass that they just cannot walk across quickly enough or, or do well enough. Uh, what about uh, the Crusaders' approach to going to Eden Park? What was the talk there? Oh, we took it as an awesome opportunity. And, um, and I, I don't say this lightly, but, um, you know, we probably wanted the, the Blues to beat the Brumbies, if I've been honest, because... It would have been great to be back at home, but I think the fact that um, they beat us in the, in the start of the year, it would have been great to go up to Eden Park and play them in a final because, um, look, it's a hostile environment. It was a blue team that's playing really well, and um, you could tell that Auckland was really behind them. So the kind of um, mindset that we had for the week is that it was an awesome opportunity and we were excited to go up there, but we knew that we had to take something from them because they played so well. And if we kind of just went up there with a similar mindset of what you do throughout the year, we're probably going to get the job done. So the kind of mantra, mantra through the week was we're taking it from the garden, we're taking it from them. And so that was kind of our mindset the whole weekend. Um, yeah, I think probably the only disappointing thing, and that's probably us as, as Crusaders men, is that we would have loved to have kept the zero um, because I think it was deserving of that with our defensive effort and how, how clinical we were. But I know those boys will, those boys will be um, thinking about that for next year and um, you know they'll be building and wanting to get better because... Um, you know, a lot of teams are chasing the Crusaders, and, and so they should be. But I know that group and that coaching staff, they'll continue to want to get better and uh, we'll strive for excellence moving forward. Just for the youngsters that are listening, uh, or those people aspiring to be fantastic halfbacks as such, you talk about attention to detail has been one of your strengths and one of the developing strengths you've had in your game. For instance, the box kick. You've regarded as perhaps the best exponent of the box kick around at the moment. Your accuracy level is very, very good in terms of the kick chase, etc. How often, how hard do you work on that particular skill? Yeah, worked on a, worked on a lot, Smitty. I think you know every day I'm out there, whether it be um, you know getting in, in, in game or um, after the after training sessions, just being able to nail my technique. But I guess for the young listeners, it's more so you've got your own technique, so you're gonna have a lot of coaches that will try and implement a few things and tinky, which is great. And, you know, you take as many information as much information you can from that. But I think as a halfback, once you've got your technique and what it looks like. And then it's just repetition. It's been able to get as many reps as you can at trainings and in scenarios and games. And then the more that you do that, yeah, you'll find it more confident. But I guess for only my experience when I was younger, I had a lot of tinkering. And it's going to happen because, you know, coaches are really great and have got great information and great knowledge. But um, I think for young guys coming through, whatever your technique is and you find it works for you, stick at it and just take a few little things that you need to from people that you trust and uh, that you really value. And you just keep going at that. But it's repetition, Smitty. Uh, like no different from a batsman or a bowler. You've got to be able to get the mm. repetition in there and um, just keep, keep getting the work and doing a lot of work around it. Bryn Hall, uh, approaching 100 games for the Crusaders, one more season, uh, you'd have got the magic mark. Uh, so any, any, uh, any, what were your thoughts around when you made that decision? Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, I probably didn't think, I didn't actually think about it too much when I was uh, making the decision, but um, it slowly just crept on me and I kind of saw that I was in the 90s and then... Um, it wasn't until then I kind of realised, you know, I, I haven't had got a lot of waters in my, in my career, Smitty. I think um, I've done everything that I needed to. But um, yeah, walking away, it, it, that's probably one thing that I might think around, like, what if I did another year? But 
I think I'm getting to that age now where you know you've got to start thinking around different things. I've played professionally here in New Zealand for 10, 11 years with North Harbour as well, and so um, I just felt it was the right time. I played 100 games for for Super Rugby, and look, it would have been great to get 100 for the for the Crusaders because it's such an illustrious group to be a part of. But um, it just felt like it was the right time for me to to move on, and um, I've done everything that I need to in that jersey. And, and to be honest, to go out at Eden Park and where all my family, and my friends, where it all started, probably couldn't be a better way to, for me to finish my career in New Zealand. On that note, though, how hard is it going to be to fly out of Christchurch for the last time, knowing you won't be back to play for that franchise? Yeah, it's going to be tough. It was, it was quite an emotional week last week, if I'm being honest. I think um, I probably had, had accepted that I, that I was heading away, but probably with the you know, last two months. But I think it was just more so, you know, understanding you know, it's going to be the last rugby training in the rugby park, uh, last time with the boys, last game, and then um, even in the, having the... Um, the drinks and that kind of stuff after the game and then um, with, the, with the partners and the, um, the management for our final interview awards. But like I said before, I think we're making my decision. Um, I think I'm just, yeah, I'm ready to go and I feel really at peace with, with the kind of career that I've had here and knowing that I'm, I've got a really awesome opportunity that I'm looking forward to to head away overseas. And, um, but look, it's going to be hard. Um, it's going to be tough watching the boys, but um, yeah, I know that they're going to be in a great place and I can't wait to see, um, I can't see them wait, wait for them to see how they go next year and for, for the future. So, in terms of the future for Bryn Hall, how how does it uh, how's it looking in the next year or two for you? Yeah, it's going to be heading overseas. Um, I think yeah, I'm heading over to Japan. Um, that'll probably come out, you know, whenever that our club wants to decide to, to announce that. But um, yeah, that's what it looks like for me. So, the next two years, I'm going to head over to Japan. And I think even Tony Johnson actually actually probably started this run of it coming out of the media because he said it in, in, the, in the commentary. So it's kind of forced my hand to probably come out a little bit earlier and and, and say it. But um, yeah, I'm just really excited. Like I said, um, it's a really good opportunity for me to experience something different. So different from actually when I left the Blues, I was ready for something new and have had a great career at the Crusaders and have grown as a person, have grown as a, as a, as a man as well. And, and now it's time for me to enjoy a different culture that I haven't experienced before. I've been there once, um, more with the All Blacks in 2018 and, and loved the culture when I was only there for 10 days. So to get the opportunity to, be, to spend two years and immerse myself in that culture, um, I'm really looking forward to and seeing how the future plans out for me in, in Japan. I see Bryn Hall at some stage uh, in the media. Uh, I know you've got a successful podcast. Uh, I know you've done panel work, etc. in the past. Uh, what about in five years' time? Yeah, I think that's probably, I'd love to go in that direction. I um, you know, really enjoy, I'm really passionate about rugby and I, you know, a lot of people call me a codehead and um, you know, to have those opportunities to talk on a podcast and to talk about something that I love, I really enjoy that and I've got a great... Um, ability to do that with the Aotearoa rugby pole with Ross, Carl and, and James like you like you alluded to and um, have had awesome opportunities at commentary as well on the sideline and been able to then talk on live on the field you're not, you're not playing but you can feel that you can feel that energy and you can get a taste of it when you're not um, when you're not playing so I'd love to do something like that Smitty uh, I know Israel Dad goes pretty well in, in the old radio space with you so um, we'll see what the future <laughs> holds but um, I, love, I love just talking about it and have some really good opportunities to be able to try and um, do some moody work so I'm looking forward to hopefully um, continue that one overseas and when I pack as well. I think that show needs a halfback, mate, to be honest, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Bryn, fascinating uh, talking to you. Uh, I, I can't uh, speak highly enough of uh, the attitude you've had with the media. You've always been uh, fantastic, very forthcoming, easy to deal with, uh, and I think it's a reflection of just uh, what you've been able to achieve on the field. Uh, mate, uh, all the best for the future. Congratulations on a wonderful time with the Crusaders. Not everyone will be able to look back on any stage of their life uh, like that, that period of time that you're going to have. 
Uh, travel well, stay safe, uh, all the best to the family, and uh, more importantly, play well this morning, eh? Well, see you. Yeah, it's the most important thing. But no, thanks for those words today. I really appreciate it, and um, thank you very much. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.